0: You're listening to The Foreign and International Medical Graduate Show, a podcast to inspire physicians in the process of immigration to the United States and access to graduate medical education. We create meaningful and helpful content that motivates medical students and doctors throughout the world with the goal of creating a community that supports itself and gives feedback to each other Also, we'll analyze the current resources available and how to benefit from them. Thanks for joining us. Please enjoy the show.
1: Episode number four. Guys and girls and everybody, welcome to the Foreign International Medical Graduate Podcast. We're recording today episode number four, and I still have here the fantastic company of my peer partner and class, how would you say, a university colleague, um, from Universidad de Santander, that is here with me. And he will be here for a couple more days in, in Tampa. And we're gonna go into details now to talk about what kind of resources has he used to study, what's available out there. I need to keep up with that stuff and that's that's gonna be my job now, going back into the library, seeing what are the resources, what books are available. But just let's go through the options Of resources that there is out there. Books. I know many people are going green and they're doing ebooks, electronic books, and I know that many people are probably also using uh, uh, online resources. Uh, How many resources are free? At what cost? The ones that charge? What type of platforms you're using for interaction with other people? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. And what else do you know that is out there to study? So, guys, please send me feedback. What options? I want to start our communication. Bring me uh, tips, information, things that we can speak about uh, and review uh, here on, on our podcast. And uh, Ferney, so what's been the case for you? Welcome back.
2: Hello, doctor. Uh, yeah, to take the, the step one, there are so many resources. There are There are so many books. But if you are international medical graduate, you have to, uh, like your first step is to read the Kaplan books, because they, they have Kaplan books right now. Yeah, you can get the Kaplan books, uh, for one hundred fifty American dollars, or or probably less if you get some discount, on on Amazon, and you have to read them. If you want to get like the whole knowledge that you take in the first uh, three years, uh, three first years in your medical training, uh, you have to read them like to get the whole uh, basic science uh, knowledge about uh, biochemistry, genetics. Wow. And everything.
1: I, I didn't know about this. I'm looking at them. They're fantastic. It's called the USMLE Step One Lecture Notes 2020, 7 Book Set. Is that correct? Yes. Kaplan Test Prep Paperback, Fresh December 3rd, 2019, number one release in medical education. Usual price three twenty nine ninety nine. Buy new for one forty eight eighteen. Yes. What do you think about that price? One forty eight. Is that decent?
2: It's like the normal price when you have discount, but actually the price is 300 when there is no discount.
1: How did you buy them? Do you use Amazon? How
2: did you I, I used Amazon at that time, they too. They shipped them to Colombia? Yeah, I got some. Uh, yeah, I got...
1: You uh, borrowed them and you got them fresh brand new.
2: Yeah, it was like fresh brand, I think so. It,
1: it, they were new. So they have anatomy? behavioral science and social sciences, biochemistry and medical genetics, immunology and microbiology, pathology, pharmacology, and physiology. Wow, this is fantastic. I think I used back then the National uh, Medical Resource book series. They were colorful. They had like squares on the front and on the back. They were either red, green, blue, orange, black, and they were by subjects. And there were some other books from lunch and other stuff that were, that were kind of awesome. But you know, obviously we have the classic. How do you feel about? Uh, well, I don't want to interrupt your thought process. So okay, you did the Kaplan. So everybody has to get the Kaplan, you say.
2: Yeah, the Kaplan books uh, are really good if you want if you want to get like the whole screen of knowledge, like uh, the big, uh, like the big whole screen. Um,
1: how 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 well prepared were you? For step one, fresh out of medical school in Colombia, were you ready? Did you get the proper training? Did you get the knowledge that you needed during medical school in Colombia?
2: No, it's very different. Uh, we, in Colombia, we study many topics, but not with the same approach like is medicine in the United States. Me- medicine in the United States, I think they are focused more in the biochemical uh, part of the medicines, molecular stuff, so we don't like…
1: Why things happen, right? Like e- they go down to the very, very essentials.
2: Yeah. It's, yeah, I noticed
1: that too. They they go back to the basics and they're, they become like the building blocks to make a good, good clinician in Colombia. It's more of a touching feeling. You get a little bit of this, a little bit of that, then you have to put it together yourself. But there's no like correlation in between to- topics or an overlap that you see that is kind of making flow or sense. You just kind of have to do it on your own. And then you make it to clinical sciences. And there you go. One day you're like 50 semester school, you're going to a hospital. And you're like, what? Wearing a lab coat and having a stethoscope, gathering a history of present illness. And now you're like, oh my God. But yeah, I felt the same way. I felt that I had a huge gap of medical knowledge despite the fact that I got away from one of the best universities in my country, in medicine. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh, Right now, our university is the third uh, better Columbia University, public Columbia University.
1: Okay. Which one is number one, Nacional?
2: Uh, Nacional is the number one, but uh, sometimes uh, they compete with uh, La Universidad de Antioquia. Uh Is another huge public university, and they are doing really good, too.
1: Okay. So, the Kaplan's, that's a given. What else?
2: To review pathology, the best book is Pathoma. Pathoma? Pathoma.
1: P-A-T-H-O-M-A?
2: Yeah. Pathoma book. Tell tell us about that one. Yeah. Pathoma book is a very good source uh, to get uh, the knowledge that you need for pathology in the step one and they have a couple of videos uh, it's not a couple they have a lot of videos that they explained um, the whole book in those videos so you can like study and at the same time reviewing uh, from the book so it's really good and they are they have so many advice and tips and tips that you can use in the during during your test, so it's really good.
1: Oh my God! Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the book here on Amazon right now, Fundamentals of Pathology by Hussein Sattar, at patoma.com, Medical Course and a Step Review 2019 Edition, paperback, for sixty five bucks, and. I do remember, I used something similar. Oh my God, if I do remember, that was probably the best book I ever read. Pathology, for some reason, made so much sense to me, and it was pathophysiology all integrated, and they had phenomenal Q&A bank. The question database was phenomenal. I don't know, what's the structure of this book?
2: Well, no, the, the structure of this book is more like going to review like the whole pathology, but they don't have QVAN. Well, for the QVAN of the step one, uh, I know, guys, if you are in this pathway like I am right now, you know that the best source is UWorld QBank. What's the name? UWorld.
1: UWorld? Really? Yes. And back in my day was uh, the, the Kaplan database. So UWorld is the way to go.
2: Yeah, but, but I think before talking about the U-World, uh you have to know that, uh, doctor. That right now the best book to prepare for Step One is Fierce Eight Step One. You have to read this book every day. You have to go your whole uh, preparation time with this book and make notes. And if you can memorize this book and read uh, read it two or three times, it will be the best for your test.
1: The world.
2: No, I am talking about the first aid, step one.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Wow. So, the UWorld has USMLE data bank of questions. There's a whole app for free, I guess. So, you know what happens?
2: No, it's not for free. It's kind of expensive, actually.
1: No, the the app is for free, but then I guess you have to download whatever you decide to purchase inside of it?
2: Yeah. Actually, the webpage uh, is... You can go there and check the fees. But if you want to to get, um, like, the whole QBank, you have to pay. It's a membership, and you buy one month, three months, six months, one year, two years. And it depends the, ten- the time you want to be there. Uh, the fees
1: you have to pay. So... You did the Kaplan USMLE Step One books. Yep. Then Pathoma. Go
2: ahead. The the Pathoma book and videos.
1: Oh, Pathoma book and videos.
2: Yeah, and I and I read the Step One, Fierce Eight Step One. That's the classic, right? That's the classic. You have to go with this book to the whole process. Uh, to the your whole training time, and this is the book that you will find most of the answer of your questions.
1: So right now, you find the first aid for the USMLE Step 1 2019 edition, which is the 29th edition. You find it on Amazon for $30. Kindle version for $39.60 plus $6.31 of shipping and handling. And they have all sorts of uh, resources for Step 2 CS and Step 2 Clinical Knowledge. And for the Step 3, wow. So things haven't changed much regarding that. Okay, let me ask you a question. When I came here to the United States, I started noticing that they use a lot of mnemonics. These little abbreviations that American kids use to kind of study for stuff. I never use it those kind of variations when I was studying medical school. I just crammed the books and went through pages. What was your feeling about those, the, the way they kind of highlight and use like highlighted words and capital letters here and there to summarize a concept?
2: These mnemonics and phrases that you uh, like relate to some highlights uh, topics, but I was like not very good because we don't use that in the university, so I didn't use them so much. I tried to to use it, but sometimes I forgot the word, uh, the core word. So I got a struggle with the whole concept. So I try better to memorize the whole, the whole thing, you know.
1: Wow. So, the structure hasn't changed. Is it color based? Because back in my days, it was black and white and
2: gray. Yeah, it's color based. And they have a lot of uh, pictures there uh, in the book that you can, uh, that it, they help a lot. Do you carry explain. it
1: everywhere. I used to carry it everywhere, even to the toilet, bro. <laughs>
2: yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. It's <laughs> it.
1: So, it's a fantastic book. It's still a great resource. Things have not changed much. And it's. Uh, published by Micro Hill Education, and there's several foreign medical grads contributors. Some of them are chief residents, current residents, associate professors, plenty of uh, people helping us create this database. Looks like a pretty sweet book. I remember mine was all folded on the corners, and I bet they have electronic versions. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, well, I, I, I'm not sure, but I think so.
1: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, colorful. Fantastic. Wow. Do they have online resources for free access to a free website or any free questions?
0: Yeah, they
2: have uh, also a QBank, uh, and you can use them and some resources and some cases that you can review too with this fierce Aid book.
1: Wow. Fantastic. What else did you use for your preparation?
2: I think the the main uh, source that you can use uh, like to be good taking the step one is your work Cuban is like the most important part of your study to get uh, like very good confident with the questions and a lot of knowledge, you know, to ace the the step one.
1: I do remember I took tons we had back then published books of question banks and I probably took five thousand questions to a point that I would felt comfortable reading English really well because many of us think in Spanish or in their native language, read in English, translate it to Spanish, and spit out the process in English and it gets really confusing sometimes some of these huge Stems of the paragraph they don't mean anything, and the 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 answer you don't need even the paragraph and it's it's about, about learning how to take certified uh standardized testing because in my personal case, I never had computer based testing in med school, did you No, it was all written paper, right
2: yeah, most of them
1: or theoretical verbal right yeah theoretical verbal, but here in america they they sit down through a computer and they take test and test and test from college, you know, undergrad, grad, postgrad, they're always taking tests. They're used to the computer environment. They're used to the platform. They're used to see these big uh, questions and answers. And it's all about learning the game. It's just playing a game, and you have to play it the American way to be successful because there is a way. I had this. I remember she's the wife of one of my colleagues from Bucaramanga. They went to university together, and I think her English was not that good, but she scored in the 99th percentile for both a step one and a step two back then. Incredible. Like, talk about a good test taker, somebody that was still not fully proficient in English, but she really knew and found out the way on how to take tests. Did you take any preparation tests?
2: Yeah, actually, in You you can find uh, those You safe as self assessment. So, and you have to pay, obviously, for those two, But you can take, and there are some uh, MVMVs, uh, there are some tests in the USMLE or ECFNG page mm-hmm. that you can pay for them too, and they are, uh, like, very prognostic of your score. Oh, really? Yeah, so they are, to the whole preparation, you have to take those tests, like, to be aware where are you where you are at that, at that point in your preparation and um, the approaching of your score if you take the test uh, that day your score could be like this like like the certain self- amount
1: of points plus or minus of what you're gonna to expect to score. What was what were you scoring consistently?
2: Uh, and you were, I were, I was scoring in the percentage because they have yeah, a, percentile. A, a percentile, no, a percentile, a percentage of uh, questions that correct you, the that correct you answers. That. So I was like seventy, seventy-five percent. So I was not like doing so great like other people.
1: So let me ask you this question: If you're answering correctly seventy-five, eighty percent of the questions. That correlates to a passing score test of what?
2: Yeah. Yeah, if you score more than 60, uh, I think if you are consistent, like every single block of questions that you take in your, you score 60 or more, you can pass the the exam.
1: Okay, so that correlates. If you pass 60% of the questions at the website, uh, at the URL platform, you can expect to pass a step one. Yeah, it means doing well, and you feel that the U world resembles what the USMLE is like on real life when you take the test.
2: Yeah, actually, uh, I found many questions more difficult in your world than actually in the exam. Wow, yeah, but it was my experience. But some people, uh, I have heard from some people that the questions are very similar or very, very similar, some of them. more difficult than you were.
1: Wow. Okay, good to know. So I'm looking here at the USMLE Step 1 passing score. They have a plotted line that starts in two axes, a percentile vertical axis or the x-axis and the y-axis in the horizontal line uh, that goes from 150 to 300. And the minimum passing score based on these somewhere around 185, 190? 194,
2: I think so. 194.
1: 194. Okay, so anything probably closer to 200 will get you through, but that's just passing the test is not good, correct? Yeah,
2: it's not good if you want to uh, to be in a very competitive uh, field like surgery. If you don't mind
1: asking what did you score?
2: It wasn't good. I have to tell that. It was
1: 204. 204. But you take what you're granted. I'm gonna tell you the truth, Mini. There, like, I think in my time it was like 275. I don't remember well, but I, I, you know, I think like 260, 258 was a failing score, and I got like 275. I only took it once. I don't care. Once you pass it, you cannot retake it. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. Oh well, if you want to retake the exam, you have to wait like probably seven years, I think so, to take another test. Like to do, to start. You passed. But if yeah. you fail it? You if you fail it, you can take it one month or whatever you want.
1: Okay. So, 194, somewhere closer to 200 will get you through step one. That test is a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, God. What was the 94? What, what was it like for you? Were you nervous? Palpitations? Were you able to sleep? Yeah. Were you, were you feeling ready? No. You never feel ready. You never feel feel ready
2: ready to take this test. Never. Uh,
1: I don't think you ever feel ready.
2: Yeah, and I have, like, very, very anxious to take this kind of test. So, the night before, I was, like, uh, I couldn't sleep. I had so many palpitations. Uh, I was, like, very anxious about the test. And you know that uh, your whole future depends on a simple test. So, it's kind of a big issue for you. And you have been uh, like uh, preparing and training yourself to be well in this test. So, it's not good if you cannot sleep at all the night before, you know?
1: Crazy. So, that did it for you. That's everything that you use for step one. What about uh, group resources, internet resources, peer groups? Other Colombians getting together to study. That whole getting to study together in groups is a bunch of nonsense. I don't think studying in groups for step, step one or step two works. I mean, not for the, the clinical skills part. It's a whole different scenario. But I remember people, uh, the program getting together to study step one. I thought that they were wasting their time. Half of the time they were just joking or messing around. Did, did you come across that type of situation? No,
2: I didn't try to get a group of study to the study group because I knew about it and I know that if you get together with some of your friends, you can start like uh, wasting your time, joking around. So it is not good. And you know that the test will uh, ask about your knowledge, your self-knowledge. So know about your group knowledge. So you have to be very conscious about the things you know and about the knowledge you have to take this, this test. So I think the, the best way to training is sit on a chair and take your books, take your resources, and start studying and memorize almost everything if you can.
1: How do you feel about the people that took the cap and paid these outrageous fees for live classes Monday through Friday? whatever hours they went to, online courses. If you don't have self-discipline, you don't go anywhere, right? Correct. First of all, you have to have self-discipline and commitment. Is that correct? Yes. You need to put your ass on this chair, suck it up buttercup, study, long hours, commit yourself. I think that's all you need. If you commit yourself, I mean, you can be the dumbest person. I think you'll make it if you work hard. I mean, obviously you have to be smart. Taking tests—that's kind of conflictive what I'm saying. But uh, if you work hard, you can accomplish anything. How much you think taking the Kaplan Life, this expensive course, will guarantee that you you'll pass? Because I think they give you a warranty, right? Uh, take this uh, preparation course—90% success pass rate guarantee, something like that—is—is is, is that the case or? yeah
2: they tell you that you can like if you take the, the whole uh, like course with them and if you follow like the instructions they give you, uh, you will have like a huge uh, probability to pass the test. but actually that you said is is the truth you have to be conscious about like that you will be alone. You can get some help from outside, but if you want to be good at the test, you have to like be very commitment with your goal, the score you want to get, and the specialty you want to get into.
1: What do you want to become here in the US? I want to be a psychiatrist. Okay. So he wants to be a psychiatrist. In the future we'll be talking about the how difficult it's to get into certain specialties, the possibility of a foreign grad to match into different programs in the U.S. and so forth. It's a little bit uh, ahead of uh, what we have planned. And I hope that you guys all download all the podcasts, listen to them, hopefully completely, partially, get some bits and pieces here and there. And and as we move along through this path, we're not going to do it by seasons or anything. We're just going to record, hopefully, one episode a month. I'm going to put my personal experience out there. I want to bring you over. Doctor's life at an a. Uh, we'll, We're going to record his experience, what's going to be his career from now on. So, and the final part that I want to address today tell me, what's it like for you to take a step to theoretical?
2: The CK part.
1: The CK. Yeah. The clinical knowledge? The clinical
2: called? knowledge. Yeah, I think it was uh, better for me because you know that we, like doctors, um, I know, in South America, we got very interesting about the clinical part in our in our jobs. So I think it was like kind of more a uh, fun thing to do than step one. I was only prepared to the exam. I only review an you were. If you like, try to to get your work and study with the questions and get the whole knowledge you can get from these questions, you will be very good at the step. So you didn't use anything else? Yeah, I didn't use anything else. What
1: about the step two, first aid? For CK, the first
2: aid? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't use it because actually you have to, uh, to be good answering questions because they are long enough so you will not have time in the test to think about it. You have only time to read the questions and see what kind of options you have and pick one and continue your test. If not, you will probably find that you didn't answer 10 or more questions in every block. So you have to be very conscious that you don't have time, that the questions are long enough And you have to pick uh, an option and Uh, follow up. Is
1: that the case for everyone else? Yeah, I think so. The
2: actually the step two C K changed this year. The whole questions, the bank questions that USMLE has uh, changed this year. So right now they are longer than they used to be. So you can find. A questions with probably one complete uh, page for only one question and you know you don't have time because you have only one and one minute and 30 seconds for every wow. every single question. So if you can spend like trying to get the whole information and trying to understand what they are trying to tell you or asking you in the question, you can spend that time easily.
1: Five minutes
2: per question? <laughs> probably. Uh, if you do it quickly, probably two minutes. And, you know, and to, and to do, uh, like, to think about the options you have. Uh, so it will take a little longer, probably three minutes. If you do it the exercise, like, in the did, best way possible. Did you ever run out of time? Actually, I think I, in my last block of questions, I guess, like, the last two questions because I didn't have time to read
1: it. Wow. Things have changed. So you passed the step two CK.
2: CK, yes.
1: What was the score?
2: It was not so bad. It was uh 228.
1: Okay, so much better than step one. Makes yeah. sense. That's the case it was for me. I, I, I think I scoring in the 300s. If I do remember, but it, it was a much straightforward test. I, I, I didn't have to sweat a lot. So I know in, in, in episode three, we spoke about step one. Right now, we're speaking about a step two. For how long do you study for step one? I'm going to tell you, too. I studied for about a year for step one, six months for step two, three months for step three. What was what was it? some people say four weeks, Americans a week and just show up. Uh, for us, it's completely different. What was your specific situation?
2: My specific situation, I studied probably one year or two for step one. I start with Kaplan books, uh, but at the same time, I was in my medical school, so I didn't have so much time, so I tried to do my best. And after that, I went to Batoma, first aid, and I take three months uh, like the whole time in three months full time study not working no working not doing anything uh, no supporting my family to uh, to study with the UR, um cube uh, with the UR bank question bank uh, and after that I, so I took up, the
1: test you sit down spend time with the family private breakfast take the kids to school go back home boom all day every day for a whole year. For three months, sorry.
2: For three months. I And I used to uh, to study also on Sundays. So it was not good because after the, the Any test...
1: exercise to keep your mind...
2: Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I did exercise uh, like three times per week. Okay. Because, you know,
1: it's kind of okay. a stressful situation. So you get better with some exercise. So he passed step one. He passed step two. He's getting ready to take a step two CS and how much is that one uh, worth how much do you have to pay for the step two CS 1,500 wow and I agree. the uh, clinical skills assessment the former CSA for foreign medical grads back then when I took the CSA there, there was only one testing center at the SMEC FMG headquarters in Philadelphia Pennsylvania only one it was always booked you have to like book six months in advance. It was twelve hundred dollars nineteen and a twenty years ago. Nineteen and a half, twenty years ago. So still expensive. How many testing centers do they have across the United States? I think six or seven.
2: Yeah, they have uh Philadelphia, Atlanta, Los
1: Angeles,
2: uh, Chicago, and Houston. Five. Yeah.
1: Okay. Not Arizona or anything like that, right? So you have to travel into the United States to take a step two clinical skills. You cannot take it in Colombia. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. they. Uh, you can only take the, the test in these test centers. Where, that they where have. are you going to be? Well, I will go back to my country. I will be there. I will study with peers on internet, Internet, uh, you know, like taking the role. Uh, and, and I will go back in March, I think, uh, in the last days of February, and I will take the test in Chicago.
1: Wow. So you're going to fly all the way to Chicago. So you see, guys, it's not only taking the test, it's not only paying the fees, it's the personal time, sacrifice, airfare, hotels, or are you going to stay at a friend's in Chicago?
2: Mm, I have... Uh, Friend, who is actually right now, she's a resident in internal medicine Mm. in some hospital. I don't remember the name of the hospital. So I would try to be with with her. If not, I will have to pay some hotel or an
1: Airbnb. We have one more day getting together tomorrow. We're going to be working from 9 to 5. And what do you think of this short experience with media of Have you gotten anything positive out of it?
2: yeah actually I have like figured out like the correct way that the emergency room works in united states and uh, and i and I learned so many so many things about the American health system uh with with dr Alonso and actually they have uh, explained to me so many things about the notes the patient notes. So I think uh, it would be great uh, to keep doing in this way that you are
1: teaching me. Tomorrow, we're, tomorrow we're gonna practice. Tomorrow I'm gonna ask him to write some history of present illness, chief complaints, history of present illness. We're gonna go over the review systems, the physical exam, the medical decision making, his diagnostic impression, and his uh, the plan of care, and obviously uh, the tests that you might be ordering. Uh, and and we're gonna go through that. So it's been a pleasure to have you. Your I am honored by your presence. I feel proud of you for everything that you have done and accomplished. I hope that your family, your mom, your dad, your wife, your kids know all the sacrifices and commitments that you are making. Because I don't know if your boy will he will remember, but I, I don't know if when he comes here in America. I'm, and starts his life with his dad and mom, how hard his father worked to, to come here and give him a better life, a much better quality of life, and just fulfill the American dream, right?
2: Yeah, that's the dream. So I will try to do it my what, best. What
1: moves you? If I ask you right now, what's, what puts fire in your belly? What keeps you going? What's the reason why you have not given up?
2: For my family, my wife and my son.
1: Okay, yeah, it's it's kind of brings tears to my eyes, but uh, yeah, we all have a motivation, and 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 uh, that's why we're here. I mean, it's not only the passion for medicine. We we would like to practice medicine and help people in a country that gives you the resources to do it and to do it right. And I I've been doing this now here for eighteen and a half years, and I wish sometimes my customers slash clients appreciated more what they have. I don't think that they ever been in our situation of seeing the degree of poverty and misery sometimes that we have to deal with. Our corrupt and broken healthcare systems, uh, how depleted the resources are, sometimes completely unavailable, and how sometimes we're playing with people's lives. Uh, people's lives are at stake and... Here we have gone overboard and now it's medical liability and why you didn't do this and why you didn't do that and why did you misdiagnose this and did that. It's a whole different topic, but, uh, you know, we're going back to the basics. So many things to talk about, not enough time. For now, I'm saying goodbye. Fernay, anything else for our listeners that you want to say? No, I
2: want to say thank you, doctor, for this opportunity to share my history with you. Uh, so uh, and for everything you have done uh, to get uh, to get me this experience in the ER, so thank you very much, and I hope
1: uh, to see you soon. Yeah, so we're gonna follow up with Fernay in the near future, and we'll see where his dreams and his uh, achievements have taken him to. So, thank you all. God bless you. Please uh, visit our website www.fmg imgcast.com remember sharing is caring download the podcast iTunes all our platforms iCloud etc listen to our RSS feed and leave us some feedback or try to get back to me in any way possible thank you and have a great day